Welcome back to the 365 album of 2021 podcast. Uh, a podcast where we say an album a day keeps the madness away. How do you like that, Rich? I like that. Right? That's not bad. It's not bad. Um, this is actually, technically, I guess, the last episode of the 366 albums of 2020, because we're going to do our 2020 year in review. Um, we're going to do a quick discussion, and then we're going to get into our list, because, you know, that's what we do. We list shit. So, um, let's get right into it, because we do have a lot to talk about. Um, how'd you feel about this project? Like, at the beginning, what were your initial thoughts? I hopped on board when you were doing it, because I was like, I do want to listen to more music. Um, podcasts were kind of, I don't know, bogging me down is the word, but I was just like, not as enamored with them. Uh, so I was, I was like, let me listen to the music. Plus, I wanted to, I didn't want to go through the year listening to the same my same staples that i always listen to so i wanted to listen to and discover new music and listen to new music so like i, I really enjoyed the project um i gotta agree with that uh at the beginning of the year pre-covid i was a little concerned about you know am i gonna be able to listen to enough uh albums just because at the time i was working in my office uh in lynn and in beverly which means nothing to people outside of the north shore of massachusetts but uh it was a place where i wasn't always able to listen to music as freely as i wanted to but once covid hit it became easy uh doing 40 hours a week at home i can play as much music as i want to with the exception of when i was in meetings so um beginning of the project i wasn't i was concerned but it ended up being something that actually was pretty easy um do you feel like you're you learned something about your taste in music um i think what thing i learned is that like i do have i have a wider range of things that i like i i thought but then i have a i don't know what you call it like a a center or a um a default setting mm-hmm. you know and, and my default is kind of indie slash folk rock you know like um i'm sorry it looked like that guy pulled up on the sidewalk anyway i'm sorry indie folk rock yeah yeah, so, like, my default is kind of... I guess that's what I learned about myself, is that my default is kind of like a, a indie folk rock type of thing, like uh, a Run River North, Jukebox, you know, Mumford & Sons, Dave Matthews Band, that kind of thing. That's kind of just, like, when if, if I'm just going to put music on, that's what I'm listening to, you know? Uh, but then, like, I get into these other moods where I want to listen to this, like, punk or something. And then, like, something else I learned is that I enjoy hip-hop more than I really thought I did. Like, I got into hip-hop in a big way, especially towards the summer and the latter end of the year. And I was just like, yeah, I do like this. Why don't I listen to more of this? So I'm I'm going to, I think this year, listen to more hip-hop and rap and stuff like that. I got to say, what I learned about myself is that there's not much music that I don't like. But there's also not a lot of music that I like absolutely love that I crave. Like there are a lo- there's a lot of new artists I listen to, 
I really enjoyed their albums, but I didn't necessarily go back to them as frequently as I liked. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that I was like, yo, I love this. This is evoking emotion in me. Like, that stuff got put in the rotation heavy. So, like, I, I, I found out that, also, that I definitely don't like country music. Like, that's... Yeah. That's just something that I confirmed this year. I do not like country music. It's just seems monotonous and repetitive. And it's just not for me, you know? Like, there's some country music, I think, that are, like... Um, if you can dance to it, not dance to it, like if it could sort of be on the back of a party or like a loud club, I kind of like that sound, but I feel like a lot of country isn't that. You know what else? I, I did find that I don't like country. Like, they're just, I could probably put on two CDs all the country songs that I like. No, I'm not that bad. Uh, I definitely, I think I probably could find a hundred country songs oh, I no. liked if, mm-hmm. I, if I thought about Would it Would be a struggle. Not me, because I think about, I'm going to put some Garth Brooks on there. I'm going to put some... And, and that's something else I learned. Is, but go ahead. Uh, some, but I want to come back to I that. wouldn't say John Denver. I consider him folk. But, like, most of my stuff will be old stuff. Or be that Willie Nelson-style country. Um, new country is just really not for me. Okay, but circling back to that, is something I also learned is that there are groups that I thought I liked... And I found out that I just really liked two or three of their albums. Or one or two of their albums, actually. Like, Baronecki Ladies. I really like Stunt and Maroon. Yep. And, and their live albums. Some it's of the, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a great album. But my, but my point is, an album like that is almost the best of. So, so I guess my point is that, like... I really like those two albums, and I like a lot of their other singles. Their live album came out before Stunt and Maroon did, though. Right, but it's kind of a best of the stuff that people didn't know. I mean, I guess. Well, not that people didn't know, but you know, know people who didn't know them. Um, but, but, you know, and then, like, David Gray, I went back and started listening to his full catalog, because I really love... Um, White Ladder. White Ladder, uh, the one after that. And then I was like, do I really like David Gray or do I just like... And that came on because of the Bare Naked Ladies. So, um, I actually do like a lot of David Gray's stuff. Like, I really like his sound and his music and all that. Um, that being said, outside of, like, three albums, I couldn't name a lot of his songs. Even though I listened to most of his discography. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... I would not feel like I do want to see him in concert, but like Bare Naked Ladies before we did this project, I would definitely have been like, oh, I want to see them in concert now. Not so much. I still want to see them in concert just because the thing about concerts is that it's great is that they play mostly the hits. So you're going to get, um, Unless you're you're Modest Mouse. Well, if you're a real Modest Mouse fan, you know, no. you know, all this no. stuff. Um, but that's funny you mentioned Moss Mouse. They're a group who I found I loved more than I thought I did. Um, going back and listening to them, I think I listened to six of their albums, mm-hmm. and at least four of them repetitively. Uh, we were dead before the ship sank. Uh, the moon and the uh, and the Arctic. Uh, obviously, their best album, Good News for People Who Love Bad News, and then their last album. Like I really enjoy Modest Mouse and. That was one of the things I loved about this project was discover- rediscovering bands that I love that I didn't stop listening to them because like they weren't good. It's just like you listen to so much music that, you know, 
it's hard to fixate on a band unless something just came out that reminds you to listen to them all the time or it's it's one of your top albums like offspring i listened to offspring more this year than i have in the last probably the four or five years that preceded it combined you know what i like about offspring and this is a tangent but I feel like with Offspring, no matter what album I put on, it's got, like I I rarely go looking for a specific Offspring album. I always do. I most of the times, it's like I want to listen to a specific song, then I'll listen to the whole album. See, that's I kind of feel that way, but for me, it's like I have certain moods when I want to listen to a song. Like Ixnay on the Ombre, I never want to listen to that album. Not because it's not a bad album. It's just it's not, not their best. It's just not their I best. Agree. And like if I'm listening to that, I'm like I could be listening to Smash. Or Splinter, which is their or best. Americana. Splinter. No, Americana's their best. Splinter is their best. Americana's their best. It's like an amazing concept album. It's fucking fantastic. You got Splinter. hits. You got hidden stuff. You even got yeah. a cover in there. But Splinter's the best. Feelings, nothing more than feeling. Oh man, no. I, I, and again, I've rediscovered my love of Lost Ring this mm-hmm. year, especially this summer. Pumped so much. I rediscovered, summer. I guess. An appreciation. No, I would say I would go so far as say well, like uh, of Counting Crows. Like I like Counting Crows, I and them. and I would have said I was. I don't know if I would have gone so far as to say I was a fan. Then I saw them in concert, and I was definitely not a fan after that. But then doing this, uh, we list. I listened to. Uh, the, the album with um, Mr. Jones, August, and everything after. Yes. And I was like, oh my goodness, yeah, they are really, they're, yeah, yeah, they're amazing. Amazing. Then amazing. I listened to all their albums. That album, like, that album's yeah. a 15 on a scale of 10. Yeah, that like, fantastic. it's one of, probably one of the best albums. Like, oh, if, if uh-huh. I know we're going to eventually do our, like, top 100 mm-hmm. albums, and that might break the top 10. It's oh, definitely it's in top my 20. top t- It's in my top 10. It's in my 10. top 20. Probably but. almost, I know it's definitely in my top 15. That album is so But Yeah, good. but because of this project, I went from... Counting Crows are trash to no, they're really great. And I'm not gonna and I will give them a second chance yeah, after the listen, shitty concert I got. He was almost certainly drunk at that concert and we've discussed this on the show many times, but yeah, you get their lead singer when he's drunk or on a bad, in a bad space, you're gonna get a bad show. That's just right. guaranteed to get a bad show. Um but another thing I discovered uh is that I High School John had some hits and misses. Like, there are some albums oh, from my, my high school goodness, where I was like, yes. that's right. Yes, yes. This is fantastic. And, and that's another thing. You learned how your your tastes have changed. Oh, my God, dude. The Cranberries, I thought that album was so good. That album is garbage. Oh, garbage. It was so hard. <laughs> it was so, it was like, that was an album where after you hit the hits, which are like in the first four or five songs, you're just like, is this album over yet? Yeah. For the uh, love of God, is this album over that's, yet? Uh, and that's how I feel about... um. Like DMX too. I feel like I just matured out of DMX. Yes, a hundred percent. You know, like as a kid, like this is some hardcore shit, <laughs> right? You know, uh, like one of my favorite lines: um, "Grandma's wishing your souls are rest, but it's hard to digest for the size of a hole in your, your chest. chest." What's the other one? Uh, <laughs> when you come around, oh, it's um, bring the noise. You better come with niggas you don't give a fuck about because you're gonna lose your voice. I don't care about that. That's a funny. Ad. That's a great line. <laughs> That's a great line. That's a great line. Right, but then you listen to some of the other songs, and you're just like, "Excuse me, like, oh, this is." Well, I mean, we had that. We had that moment talking about you know him talking about I'm gonna break into your house. I'm gonna shoot your wife. I'm gonna rape your daughter in front of you, and then I'm gonna do it again just right. to, just to make it hurt. Like, that's not appropriate. It's the same way I feel about like. uh the Dove Shack, they their song "Summertime in the LBC," one of my favorite 
rap songs. One of my definitely might be my top summer song. That's how I know summer's here. It's when I'm blasting that and I'm hearing that. But the rest of that album is so offensive, so yeah. misogynistic. And even for a time when, like, you know, you have two live crew and three six mafia and all that stuff, you're like, they have a skit where they're talking about these guys switching in on this woman. Yeah. Like, that's just things I can't abide by. Right. Anymore. I just can't. But, like, as a kid, I was like, oh, or a teen, and even, you know, I was like, oh, this shit is just wild. So it's like, so I was cool. Plus, you know, parental advisory yeah, stickers. Yeah, that pushes you to be like, I want, this is forbidden fruit. Right. Um, I, the, so here's the flip slide about that, though. That's the way I feel about, like, DMX, a lot of artists. I listened to Eminem's, you know, the Slim Shady LP, EP, and the Marshall Mathers That's um, why I LP. didn't listen to Eminem last year, because I didn't want to. I just wanted, I, I kind of wanted to keep that in its tone, you know, in amber. In its time. Right, in its time, time and case, place, yeah. and, and I don't want to. It's Reg. It's still good. Because, like, Stan. It's still good. It's, no, oh, it's problematic as fuck. <laughs> it is. There's rampant homophobia in that yes. stuff. Like, rampant. But it's, I'm like, I shouldn't like this. I shouldn't like this. It's the way I know, like, closeted R. Kelly fans must feel when they're like, oh, for sure. Playing that stuff, making sure there's nobody in their entire apartment and, and building. And I think Michael Jackson, it is a good thing he died when he did. Because he would have had a fall. I feel like Michael Jackson, the way he died, is, and, and and I think, like, Me Too, he would not have survived Me Too. And I don't think his legacy would have. And I think people... I think I, you he, understand. He, he, I think you underestimate the power of Michael Jackson. No, I don't. What I think is, I feel like Michael Jackson was in a place where his music was... he. It was in a place where we were willing to ignore enough of it because enough of it wasn't actually substantiated and we didn't want to believe and then he died and we're like well it it, it's all in a cloudy cloud right now so you know i get where you're coming from i just there are too many people from too many different communities who love him too much like he is one of those institutions He's like the Catholic Church, but less problematic because there's less certainty there. Like people just no matter how much you reveal of them, people still come back to it. And I feel like that is Michael Jackson. Because even like this stuff isn't new. Like even even those interviews, all that stuff, none of that stuff was new. People to this day, black people defend him. Right, and but I just, don't think. But it's not just black people. Black people, white people, I know, generational I'm just, people. It, like, I'm just saying. Though, I, I think he would have. I don't think he would have. He would have had a 48 hour maybe, and then people would have let it go because there's always someone to defend him. He was a victim. He was a which is true. Right. Yeah, there's truth to that. But I just think that. I mean, Kevin Spacey's survived me too. No, he didn't. Kevin well, Spacey ain't doing shit. When Kevin Spacey makes a movie this year, he's not gonna make a movie this year. Especially not that he keeps double and tripling down every year with his bullshit. I I shouldn't be um, exiled videos that he's pulling out. He hasn't done one of those videos. In he a did long one while. last year. Yeah, like at the, the beginning year. of the year. No, at the end of the year. Yeah, we'll have to look. That he up. does that's one a, like every Christmas, that's, and that's that's his problem. Well, we'll have to we'll put that on the back burner. Um, one last question in this area. Um, did you learn anything about how you digested music? Um, 
Yes. Uh, I, I, I guess I like the... F- well, I learned that there's music that I like to find new music. But I also learned that when I get into something new, it's like, that's all I'm all about. You know, like, I will find Let's something... New- yes. Like, I find something new, then I kind of drive it into the ground. You know, like, I get... Like, for instance, like, there was... A period in the summer where I was listening to DJ Khaled like nonstop for a straight two weeks or so. That and your Baba Mall's face. Well, no, but that, but bro, when you found Baba Mall, that yeah, is literally all true. you played. I would walk by <laughs> your room, you'd be playing games, or we'd be downstairs, and you would just be playing that shit on repeat. I'd be like, didn't we just hear this album? I mean, like, literally. <laughs> Did this album just end, and isn't this the beginning of this album that we and, just and, heard? And in my defense, it was it was always a new album. Like I did listen to like what is probably one in my top ten albums of the year. Um I did listen to that album a lot, but I did also listen to all his other albums. Yes. You went and found everything Baba Mall I did. that you could find. I did. And you were like, hey John. I found something new. Hey, John, look at this video. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, now you. Yeah. It's eight. And that's, that's I guess, my problem with music is like, I find something new. And it's like, that's all I want to digest. And sometimes I get fixated on it. And then I, I, well, it kind of prevents you from hearing other new stuff. But I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad I was thing. Gonna I say, don't think that's a bad I thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Because I did the same thing, um. Where I'll find an artist that I like, and then I'll do the sounds like, sounds like. And the thing that will get see, me that's off what of I that need track to do is the sounds like thing. See, the, the thing about that is then you'll get into a hole where you're like, it can kill your original love because everything starts to sound the same. Not necessarily sound the same because, like, there's sometimes where it's like artists of that genre, of that mm-hmm. style. But sometimes you're like, like, I listen to Toots and the Maytals, and I listen to another reggae group. And then after a while, I was like, who am I even listening to? Because it sounds like the last group, sounds like the last group, sounds like the last oh. group, you know. And that's, I think that's more of a genre thing than it is like an artist thing. But that's kind of one of the areas where I struggle as far as listening to music, where I'll get so deep into a sounds like that I forgot what got me there. I think for me, what it is like, I listen to something and then I want to listen to more of it, but not necessarily the same thing that I like. My problem I had this year was kind of finding new stuff that I wanted to hear. Because, like, I wanted Run River North-like music, you know, or Jukebox and the Ghost-esque music. And it was just hard to find find that that sound. And and maybe because they are unique in of themselves, which I guess is a testament to them and those people as a group. But, like, if I wanted to listen... But, like, Dave Matthews... I think the problem really is that some of those groups don't have a... Big enough catalog. Big enough catalog. Yes. Because, like, the reason I wanted to listen to Run River North-esque is because I listened to all the oh, Run, Run River, River North. North. And the Magic when you only Giant have, problem, like, basically. Right, the Magic Giant problem. I wanted to listen to more Magic Giant. That, but, like, I can only listen to your 20 songs for yeah. so long. And then and I want to listen. So I'm like, well, let me try to find got, something that sounds like that. Yeah, you got 24 songs and 12 of them are acoustic. And right. the other 12 are the... Or 12... 12 of your 24 songs are the acoustic versions of your 12-song album. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, um, 
I think 20 minutes is good enough. Let's get into our, uh, our, our superlatives. So we went through and tried to break down, you know, the different ways we listen to and uh, listen to music, whether it's albums or artists. And we just wanted to give you some of our highlights, lowlights, and the things that we uh, discovered during our 2020, the year of struggle. Um, what was your favorite theme uh, from 2020? Um, I have two. Uh, the black culture theme was amazing. Because, like, it was just informative and fun to learn and, and listen to all this kind of celebrate my own people, my own culture, especially during, like, the Black uh, Lives Matter stuff and that was George going Floyd on. And George and Floyd Albert and Breonna yeah. Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey and so many others. You know, so, like, it was cathartic to be like, yo, we are great people, and we have overcome a lot, and we give back so much, and you know what? I'm proud to be, you know, even if in this time that we're being beaten down, I'm proud to be who I am. So, like, that was an amazing thing, and, and that helped with that. And then, and that's actually one I took out Throughout the rest of the year, you know, just mm-hmm. trying to listen to more, you know, black artists and things like that. It's probably why I got into the whole hip hop thing um, towards the end. But um, also the the theme where we talked about albums that we want to introduce Desmond to. Like, uh, see, that was my pick. That uh, was a great theme. Yeah, my favorite theme was albums for Desmond, my son, just because uh, there are so many good reasons for why. I wanted to pick those albums. It could be ones I listened to with my best friends from college or high school. It could be the ones that I that marked moments in my life. Uh, it could be ones that you know just I rejoice in, and they bring me good memories. They bring me bad memories. Whatever you know, like um, obviously there's a bunch of Pink Floyd on there. There were uh, there was some Run River North on there. There were albums that I play for him to sleep now, like Explosions in the Sky. So. That that theme was definitely um, probably my favorite theme. My original answer, are, you know, we drift compatible as we are. Uh, black uh, history, black culture, black pride. That was also was going to be my number one, but I saved that one for later. Uh, I'll go next. My worst thing, and now I'll go next uh, with the worst theme of 2020 and this is more a personal thing than it is for anything else uh and i would say my least favorite theme was christmas albums and that's just because and this is not a personal attack i just don't like christmas albums so for me i struggle the most to listen to non like i kind of i don't want to say i cheated i just listen to boys the man and harry belafonte to be able to you know, sort of feel that theme out, but like when I explored to other Christmas albums, I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't want to listen to this. I struggled so hard to finish that. I like that one because it, I again discovered new Christmas albums. Like even the reggae Christmas album, I was like, this is not all that bad. Like I didn't hate it. We listened to different reggae Christmas because my reggae Christmas album was fucking horrible. <laughs> I was like. Like TLC, right the they had one I didn't know. Like, I would discover oh, I all these that. people who didn't have. Like, I listened to TLCs. I listened to Destiny's Child, Christmas album, uh, Cuckoo Dolls, which was, I 
die. And then I found out like CeeLo has one. I was like, what? Oh yeah, I like that thing. I, I but I get it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I love Christmas, so yeah. Uh, for me, the worst one was I've got two of them up here. Um, and there was one that I thought of that I had to apologize for, and I don't remember what it was. But um, the worst one was kind of, am I wrong about this? Oh, that one was bad. You know, where we listened to stuff that were like, maybe I, I'm wrong about, you know, this group or something like that. But there was stuff there that like, like, I didn't hate the Taylor Swift that I listened to. I hated the reggae I had to listen to. But, like, it, and it was kind of hard to get through. That being said. You know which one was the one that you suggested? Worst album. You made us listen. We the had worst the, album. And that's what I have That's what I have here. And I think that was, yeah. for me, was the worst one was Bad Albums from Good Groups because. Like, bad. those, some of those bad albums were horrible. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I can't remember what else i did that week but uh, i do remember stand up and struggling like hard to get through that album yeah. endless river from pink floyd it made me realize how disappointed i was because i bought the four disc vinyl for that like six months before it came out you know mm -hmm. and then it, you get the they made it so that the vinyl arrived on release day so I was like, I'm not going to listen to it on Spotify. I'm just going to get home, put that thing on. And you want to talk about being violently upset. I was like, this is, what is this? Not, not, yeah. I was not very happy. And to go back to our first one, favorite themes, uh, one that I forgot that also could have been on here uh, was the Pride theme, the Pride Challenge that week. Yes. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. One, because... It was just nice to find out that so many, uh, how many pride uh, artists there are outside of the normal, like, you know, LGBTQ people who are like just um, champions of that. Um, like finding out that so many artists um, have, you know, it's, it's not it's not crazy that so many artists have, you know, LGBTQ members in their group. But there are a lot of that I didn't know about, like Judas Priest. I know about that. I know that their lead singer um, is, I think, he, I'm not sure if he's gay or bi, but, like, I didn't know that. Um, same thing with Rainbow Kitten Surprise. I didn't know that two of their members are, but I really enjoyed that. Just wanted to throw that out there. Also, I enjoyed that week. I listened to, um, what's his name? Um, gay Street Fighter. Oh, um, uh, Keenan Lonsdale. Yeah, Lonsdale. man. I, discovering him, he was one of my big... You were the person who... Uh, who told me about that uh keenan lonsdale's rainbow boy fantastic apple yeah that's one that i kept listening to after the theme and what i liked about that theme particular was like i knew him as an actor mm -hmm. because i was like oh yeah i heard that he had a musical career or whatever and that's kind of why he i think one of the reasons he left the flash and i was like well let me see what he put out and i listened to it. i was like this is really good yeah like i knew that he was unapologetic unapologetically gay but like to hear it in song and stuff was kind it's of different it's special um all right uh most surprising theme um most surprising theme i think um um debut albums i think 
because there are a lot, we listen to a lot from groups that I do really enjoy, mm-hmm. and then like listening to some of their first albums, like Ugh. see that's the thing about it. it's like sometimes it's like you're like oh boy you really improved right, and other times you're like oh man, and then listening to some it was like you Yo. guys kind of peaked at the beginning. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of those. Um, I think about like it also makes me like realize why I love some bands. Because, like, you know, that week I listened to Block Party, Silent Alarm, because it's my favorite Block Party. Um, but there are lots of groups where you're like, man, you you really, you really did it. Like, Bastille, I'm talking about peaking at the beginning. Right. Bastille's uh, first album is Amazing. Fantastic. Their next two albums, their second album is fine. Their second album is good. Their third album is just fine. Yeah, but like if they don't come out with something hot on their fourth album, I'm concerned like about Smash their Mouth. Definitely peaked. Yep. First one. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, uh, which I actually think is a pretty great album. Flip side to that, Open Mike Eagle, unapologetic oh. rap, or unapologetic art rap. That album is not good. Yeah, and it's just it's amazing to see how far he's come. He's yeah. come with that. So yeah, um, most informative thing I I put I have Black Culture as the most informative for me. Same here, Black Culture uh, was the most informative for me. And like we said, we already talked about it, how great it is. Um, but for me, it's just it wasn't just exposure to new Black artists because that's is one thing I tried to do because there are Black artists I am aware of that I haven't really listened to. But I was like, you know, I'm going to use this theme to make sure that I listen to those artists. So I listened to, like, Shaka Khan. I did mm-hmm. a deep dive into Nina Simone, who, yeah, like... Yeah, same here. Sam Cooke. Yep. Like, and so... Marvin Gaye, Diana Ross. Like, being exposed to these artists I know, but um, actually listening to their stuff and seeing how they carried the stories of their ancestors, their families. And Black Culture, the Black Pride theme, that week is, like, it's all about success... And, like, the the success of overcoming the struggle. Right. So much of it is that. Um, and I really appreciated that week. It was fantastic. Plus, I listened to black artists from, like, all around the world. You know, I had some French black artists. I listened to mm-hmm. Marco Kiwanuka from Britain. Uh, fan- absolutely fantastic. Uh, I loved it. Oh, found some punk, uh, some black punk. Yeah, and I found like out that. that Doobie Gray is a black dude. Oh, yeah. Spent my whole life thinking... Can you hear that song and you think about country music and people forget that there were a lot of classic black artists back in the day. Well, not a lot, but, you know, a sizable amount. So. A measurable amount. Um, all right. Enough with our themes. Let's talk about our artists. Uh, favorite newly discovered artists and why. And I'm going to go first. Uh, this was suggested to me by Culture King host, former host, uh, Edgar Montplazier. Got it. Um. He suggested the group Blood Orange, and I listened to their album Negro Swan. Uh, I gave it a nine. It was fantastic. It is an album that has been uh, in my rotation. It's one I play for my son when he goes to sleep. It's mixed in his sleep music. It's just a beautiful depiction of music, black culture, black pride. It was an absolutely fantastic album, and I hope that I can see... Um, Blood Orange when concerts come back at some point. Yeah. Um, my num- our best new artist is the one that kind of got me to want to do this in the first place. 
and his magic giant, and we saw them with American authors, and came for American authors, stayed for magic giant, and I listened to them so much throughout the year. Um, again, it's just such an amazing sound that I would never have found, and I'm so glad that I did. And it made me want to listen to discover other stuff. Like I said, I want to listen to somebody who's like better than Magic Giant throughout the year or something. Baba Mall came very close. <laughs> Almost there. Yeah. Uh, worst artist. My worst artist, Fort Minor. Okay, see, that feels like low-hanging f- fruit. I, I could agree to a certain... No, I can't. Uh, because, well... They got the lowest grade. Yeah, they did. I will never listen to their album again. Here's it's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I will listen to... No, I won't. Well, yeah, I will. You will. I will. You, I won't. To, uh, what was it? Something 5% whatever. 5% greatness. Whatever. That, yeah, that <laughs> fucking... But ironically, I guess. Um, no. Whatever. No reason but, for but for me, uh, I had a tie between two groups that I used to like as a kid, uh, as a teen or whatever, growing up. Bare Naked Ladies and... Uh, Worst Artist? And Train. Wow. I, I feel like I should object to that. Like, listen. Here's the thing. I really like two of their albums, and that's it. The I, rest of their stuff is hard to listen I to. I get that. But the idea that Train and Bare Naked Ladies are in the same category... It's worse for the year, yeah. It's, that's mind-blowing. Uh, I could also have said Ma Rainey, but I only listened to one of her albums, and oh, and it wasn't boy. so. It wasn't you, so. You can't say that for the culture. Uh, well, here's the reason why it, she got the second lowest mark on mine, but that's not because she won't of be the, watching her movie on Netflix. I'm gonna watch it, but the reason why I said Ma Rainey, the reason why she didn't make it is because one, I only listened to one album, and two, the limitations on her recording abilities for in the 1919s. Like, you know, there's only so much you could do, and music is just... I'm sorry, man. You should listen... You listen to that album, and then you tell me it's disrespectful. Okay. It's literally, like, 48 minutes long, and every song is no longer than, like, two minutes. And they all sound the same. I'm gonna walk myself down to the store, gonna get myself some better. Wow, Jonathan. I'm... And then the next song. Have nice you had time. some Cheerios today? Nice Make sure you the, put some you know milk. What? That's why I'm the wokest brother. That has nothing to do with being woke. It's just, like I said, it's the limitations on her music. And it was... Uh, I, oh, man, that was bad. Most memorable artist for good or for bad? You know what? I tell you, okay, I see what I did. I did Okay, I did this kind of reverse. Train is the worst artist. Most memorable for good or bad is Bare Naked Okay, see, so, you know, that I can, that I can okay. accept. That I can accept. Uh, my most memorable, for good or for bad, was P.J. Harvey. It was definitely for good. Uh, P.J. Harvey's Let England Shake was suggested to me by our mutual Twitter friend, Vamp. And I've listened to that album a bunch this year. It was fantastic. It has a nice folksy sound to it. I think you should listen to it. But it also talks about um, the work struggle in, in England, the protest struggle. And it is a fantastic album. Very memorable. I see you shaking your head, and I don't, I don't know why. I'm just looking at the score you gave Maureen. Listen, you listen to that album, and then you tell me that that thing isn't a four. And that was me being generous. That was oh. That's a four for the culture. <laughs> okay, most surprising artists. I'm going to go with mine, uh, Amy Winehouse. I, I don't... She's not the artist I thought she was, and... 
I, I listened to a couple. I was like, this is actually really good. And I'm, I, I get it now. Like, why everybody was like, yo, the culture lost something. And, like, humanity lost something. So, yeah, I, I get that. That only took you long enough. Yeah. Um, my most surprising artist was going to be uh, Solange Knowles, uh, Beyonce's really? sis- sister. She only has, like, two or three albums. Up, but her albums... When I would listen to them and go back to them, like, I don't know if this is, is, is a hot take. I don't think it is because other people have said this, but it's kind of the reason why I listen to her. I think she's better than Beyonce. Not as a persona, but as a purely as an artist. Can I just say this? I listened to a, a Beyonce album, and I, we don't have this up there, but she might be, like, the most... You about to call it overrated? No, not overrated. Just exactly like if, if you could have an opinion about someone and then or something and then listen to it and be like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought it was. That, okay, that, I can see that. That's Beyonce for me. Like she's not bad, just not for me, I guess. And like that's the way I feel about Lady Gaga, where I'm just like, when I listen to her, I'm like, this is about what I expected. And, yeah, and I can see why people love her. I can see why people eat her up, but it's just. She doesn't do that much for me, which I put that on me. Yeah. I will say uh, I Am Sasha Fierce. That album's fucking fantastic. Halo, If I Were a Boy, but my number one, uh, Ave Maria. Boy, it touches me. It touches me. Okay. Uh, um, Favorite? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even tell you who my most surprising artist. My most surprising artist was this rap group called Spillage Village. Uh, again, another suggestion from our boy Bucho, aka Aubrey T. Uh, he, I was asking for some, you know, albums from 2020 that you should listen to that, you know, no one should end the year without listening to. And he gave me this one, one of many, but that one, Spills Village. I think I listened to that thing back to back, and probably three or four times that week. And um, they were also listed as one of the top artists of 2020, rap artists of 2020. And they were one of their songs off of that album was listed on the top fifty uh, rap hip hop songs of twenty twenty. So okay. fantastic group. Um, favorite recurring artists. That artist that just kept coming back couldn't stop. Uh, Run River North and Magic Giant. Because I'm going to talk about Run River North later, I didn't put them in. For me, it was uh, the rapper Rapferia, aka you may have known him as Milo before or Scallops Hotel. Or knows from grocers or Ruby Yacht. Ruby Yacht is a building. Um, his many albums. He came out with a few this year. Um, what I love about him, I've seen him multiple times. He's he lives in Maine. He comes towards the Northeast a bunch, especially the Boston area. So I've seen him a bunch of times. Um, sings with uh, Serengeti and uh, Open Mike Eagle and that crew. So I just thoroughly enjoyed the albums he came out with this year um but even the albums that didn't come out this year uh specifically the sovereign nose of your arrogant face i listened to that album so much so so much this year uh so he was a mainstay whether it was his own stuff or featuring on other um people's stuff check him out on trickeration on open mike eagles uh album it's fantastic all right those were our artist i think it is time to get into our concert question mm-hmm. now as you know we do our concert question each week um or each episode 
So we're going to build a festival this time. You know, each day, Sunday, I, Friday, Saturday, Sunday festival, per use. Uh, I picked Friday, Reg has Saturday, and together we will build Sunday. And my theme for Friday was artists we discovered in season one. Now, my opening side stage, you know, right as you walk in, it's that small booth. They're not getting that much play. Uh, my side stage was Bartes Strange. Uh, he is an artist that was suggested to me by one of my good friends and um, former roommate, uh, also groomsman, Mike Bridge, the M Juice. I listened to his albums Live Forever and Say Goodbye to Pretty Boy, both from 2020. Fantastic. Uh, my opener was Blood Orange, again suggested to me by Edgar Mumplesier. Uh My main stage opener was Spillage Village. They made it to the big time. But the closer for that night was St. Paul and the Broken Bones, uh, who was suggested to me by Average Adam, another one of our mutual friends. I listened to their album Young Sick Camilla. It is a I, – I gave it a 10, even though on the Olympic scale I gave it a 9.8. I would love to see them. They were coming to Boston, but, of course, COVID canceled all that shit, which is okay because the uh, concert was sold out. So hopefully by the time they come back again, because they refunded all the tickets, I'll actually be able to get one. So. Uh, that was my Friday show. Reg, what's yours looking like? Um, I have, uh, starting out, um, it's going to be uh, Seven Dust, which is a, a group that I was suggested to, because I did the, uh, based on what I, my profile, my picture? profile picture, what do I list, do you think I listen to? And it's, Seven Dust came up, and I listened to one album, then I listened to the three. So Seven Dust, uh, I'll put up there. Then I'm going to go with Keenan Lonsdale. Um, again, that was just an amazing album, so put that up there. Then I'm going to go with Magic Giant. Wow. Yeah, um, because I think Magic Giant is going to be a great opener for Baba Mall and Mumford. <laughs> uh, I could have seen that coming. Yeah, I'm cheating by putting Mumford and Sons on there, but that's how I found them. Yeah, so, so there we go. Um, all right, Reg, well, while we let you go with, uh, your Saturday, what was our thing? Uh, Black Culture slash Juneteenth, um, again, it was an amazing thing, so this one I'm cheating a lot, I don't care. <laughs> um, but you're starting out with some Paul Rosen and some, um, Duke Ellington, you know, uh, and then later on, you're gonna get some Marvin Gaye and Diana Ross, uh, then... We're going to start to close out the night with uh, Beyonce and ending the night with Prince. Wow. We are drift compatible in so many ways. Um, I'm starting the day off with uh, Open Mike Eagle and his crew. So that'll be Open Mike Eagle, a little bit of Serengeti spread in there with some Ratferia and his various forms. Uh, follow them up with Sam Cooke and Nina Simone because, I mean, if we're going to combine them, let's combine them, right? Right. Uh, and in the shocker, in the battle, in the battle of, instead of having a third and fourth, there's just going to be a fourth. And that fourth is Michael Jackson and Prince. They oh. play together. They compete. It's like the verses that happened during COVID stuff. Oh, okay. Prince versus Michael Jackson for the title of Supreme Black Performer. Okay. That would be my uh, Saturday show. I'm talking about a three-hour versus battle with maybe one or two inter, maybe an intermission and an encore. 
only problem I have with your concert, Jonathan, and I see it in the notes, is that you have R. Kelly in the parking lot. I can't. You can He couldn't stop him, man. He couldn't stop him. Someone <laughs> snuck him in. Someone snuck his problematic ass in, and he's all like, "I'm kidding." Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're joking. We're joking. Um, now for Sunday, we decided uh, that we were going to do the soundtrack of 2020 for Reggie and I because Reg moved up in what 2019 November. Mm-hmm. So we had this. This is our first full year living together again, being in the same area. Uh, so we decided that we are going to build our own festival based on what we together have been listening. Um, now I don't know if it matters what order it goes in, but I will say one group that has to be in there is Run River North. They're probably based on the way we listen to music, the headliner. Yeah. Um, I would not disagree with that. I mean, and I don't know how many songs they're playing, but they're playing a bunch off of Monster Calling Home. A sprinkling of drinking from a salted pond, and for they're my starting, take, they're starting with um, uh, what was it? MC. Oh, uh, oh. Monster Call Home Volume yeah. One, plus two, two plus three. three. Yeah, I think they'd probably start off with uh, twenty nine. Would the, be you yeah. got to start off twenty nine, and then some acoustic stuff. That's yep. what they start out with. Yep. Okay, so that that's ending the night, I guess. That's a big concert. Yeah, we're going to walk that. Maybe we walk this backwards. Uh, who do you think is playing? Who's going to open for them? Because I feel like there are lots of options. We both listen to Mumford & Sons a lot. Um, I listen to... I actually listen to a lot of them this year because... I didn't listen to a lot of Mumford & Sons. Well, I did at the beginning. Your push for Babel being their best album made me listen to it frequently this year. Okay. Um, cause I kept going back and I will say I was wrong about, not that I said Babel was a bad album. I never said that. I just said that Side No More was a, there was a distance between them. Side No More being great right. and the other one being just okay. But no, Babel's a great album. It's probably honestly not that far away. So if not Mumford and Sunreds, who are you thinking? I'm thinking Counting Crows needs to be playing. A hundred percent. I don't know if they're opening for... They might be opening for the opener. Yeah. They might be that second group. And honestly, the side stage, when people walk in, mm-hmm. it might just be Macklemore and Idris Elba playing Dance right. Off. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> we have played that song right the fuck out. Yeah. And you know who apologized for? No one. Not one person in this household. <laughs> we play it all the time. So no. I can see Macklemore doing some, some thrift shopping in the yes. front. I can see and, some... And you know who's going to be with him? Tell um, me. Uh, also, it's going to be everybody who was on uh, the Spider into the Spider-Verse oh, soundtrack. You know what? And Anderson Park. A hundred percent. They're just having a good time entertaining right. people as people are getting set. Because um, I definitely got to hear some Malibu from Anderson Park, some Come Down. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. That is a real good place. And, and we're trying to start a riot. Right. We're saying hello to Danger. We're saying, what's up, Danger? And then there's a little pause, mm-hmm. and then there's Counting Crows, and then there's, I don't know who's next. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's Counting Crows, then Magic Giants yeah. into okay. Run River North, because we bumped, both bumped Ma- Magic Giants. Okay. Like, definitely more in Counting Crows. I like that. That is a brother-to-brother approved show that's going to have some flair and some amazingness. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, enough for you our... You con- Billy Eilish? 
I did listen to Billie Eilish this year, and it was not good. I these probably should be down a a point. Like that should be a six. That probably should be a five point eight. Because listening to Billie Eilish was like I felt like I needed to be on heavy drugs or cough syrup. Hmm. When, when I listened to Lord, I was like I don't know what I expected. Lord, Lord, Lord. But I ex- I guess I expected more than that. I guess considering how Lord was all. It, Everything you know, people were talking about whether they were being real disrespectful and real salty about mm-hmm. her and her looks and all that shit. And I was like, I listened to. It, I was like, this is not something I would have wasted Twitter time over. But. No, I would just been like, I wish. I mean, I wish I didn't listen to this, but like, I'm not upset about it. All right. Anyway, she's not Chad Mommy, who could actually be my worst artist of the year. Now that I think Ooh, about it, that's a good one. I just saw him pop up on my list. That motherfucker needs to be. We need to go ahead and listen, Chef Mommy. You are so lucky you were in fucking Desert Rose because you are god awful. And I hope you hear this. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was so bad. Le Prince de Rai, or whatever that. I don't know how you pronounce it. That album's garbage. Your music's garbage. <laughs> garbage. Uh, all right. Um, I think it's time to get into our closing questions. Normally we have one top ten. This week we have. Uh, actually, normal top five. But... You know what? Uh, I hate to derail again, but I'm looking at this list. Are there any things that you didn't get a chance to go back to that you, you want to? Because like, I'm looking at Big Joni, and I wish I'd got. I was gonna back mention to them. That. I was gonna mention them. See, we are okay. we we have the same minds. I was gonna mention them in uh, best artist just because that maybe Big Joni should be on it. No, <laughs> they're not big enough to have made like my top ten. But they are, if you said top 10 of like artists, definitely most surprising artists for mm-hmm. sure. Um, one, I didn't, I had never known that there, I, like if you had said, do you think there's a black female punk group? I probably would be like, I'm sure there is. Right. But I didn't know one, could not name one. And their album was fantastic. Sisters from 2018. Fantastic album. Like, you know, want, want to know how good that is. When we're back to traveling again internationally and stuff like, oh yes, like, they're doing a concert in England. That, and that's what I was saying. I was about yep. to say. I was like, if I'm like, do I want to go to a f- go away, Fiona? It's our, our. I'm sorry. You listen. It couldn't be a 366 if our mascot. The old lady didn't show up. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. She's not gonna go away. So. I'll just we'll just continue we'll keep on. her calm. But I'll I'll just say this, like even at the time when I listened to them, because I saw that they were kind of just a European or you know like yep. I don't think I saw any tours for America or whatever. But I was like, you know, like if I was like, do I want to go to Amsterdam or do I want to go to Fr- uh, Paris? And then I found out that they were playing in Amsterdam. I'd be like, well, I guess well, I'm going uh, to Amsterdam that. because I do kind of want to see them. So, like, yeah, so I'll give them that. Like, I need to get back into them. And if there is a group that I'm mad that I didn't go back to, it's them. Agreed. But But anyway, let's get into let's, these, these closing questions and kind of kind of wrap up. So for our closing questions, we normally do five questions. But since it's the year in review, we're going to do ten. And we're going to do multiple categories. So bear with us. Um, we're going to start out with our top ten artists of the year. Um... I'll go first. Uh, my honorable mention were Bethany Clark and Tawny Newsom. Uh, their album Material Flash was fantastic. And Bethany Clark also came out with another album, uh, She, Her, BT. Fantastic album. Uh, but number 10, Explosions in the Sky. 
Number nine, 21 Pilots. Number eight, The Doors, which thank you, Reg, for uh, the 27 Club. It was great to get back into listening to Jim Morrison and The Doors. Um, number seven, Aesop Rock. Number six, Me First in the Gimme Gimmies. They controlled a lot of my spring. Uh, number five, Future Islands. Number four, The White Lies, a British band that I keep trying to get as many people into. They are fantastic. Their first four albums are just bangers. Number three, Rob Sonic. Number two, Open Mike Eagle, who for the first time in about four or five years was unseated as my number one artist by my number one, Run River North. Uh, they dominated my uh, 2020. They were my Spotify artists of the year. They were the second and last concert I saw. Um, I can't wait to see them. They're the first artists I want to see when shows get back in. So that's my 10 through 1 artist of the year. Alrighty then. Um, I'm going to go with, okay, honorable mention. I have to say Amy Winehouse. Um, I have to say Tommy Newsom, of course, uh, and Bethany Clark. Um, I also have to say... Um, uh, open mic eagle, which, yeah, uh, and then Anderson Pock, uh, who again somebody that I just found towards the end of the year that I'm going to probably get into in a big way in 2021. Thank you, Aronde. Yeah. Um. Now my top ten. Uh, ten David Gray. Um, because like I purposefully listened to most of his catalog would be like because of bare naked ladies mm-hmm. and i was like do, do I, I really like this guy right and i came to the conclusion that i do i don't like him as much as i thought i did but i really do like it yeah so like i will see him on tour when he we get to tour again mm-hmm. uh, he's always been one of those on my bucket list and i feel like he still deserves to be there oh yeah um nine and Nine, uh, Matchbox 20. For uh, obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. It's my favorite group. Well, second favorite. David Matthews is my favorite. Then, Matchbox 20. Uh, number eight, uh, Mumford and Sons. Hmm. Um, I really did like them, and, and I listened to them a lot in the beginning of the year. But then, as I got more into Run River North and, um, Magic Giant, they kind of fell off, and... I think what it is is that Sinomore and Babel blend together too much for me. I would disagree with that. I, I, I feel like those albums are kind of indistinguishable. I disagree with that completely. Mm. If you gave me a challenge where you played the song and was like, what album on it? Mm-hmm. I expect to get 100%. Okay. Um, where am I at? Six? Um, no, seven. Seven. Seven is Sting. Um... I went back and listened to his full catalog, and solid. It is solid, and it was one of those things where I was listening to so much other music that I was I was mad that I didn't get back to listen to Sting. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know, because like I, I, you know, kind of like doing a rewatch for a television show when there's other stuff in your queue that you need to start watching, and that was kind of Sting. It was like. I do want to finish this rewatch, but there's other stuff. So. I got, yeah. Um, uh, six, Baba Mall. Just barely made it out of the top five. Just barely. Because I did get in a lot of his stuff in a big way, but 
that first album is just the one that I kept going back to. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wasn't listening to his full breadth, his full catalog. But, like, this year that'll probably change. Uh, number five, Jukebox the Ghost. Um, I feel like if there were two more years, uh, two more months in the year, Baba Mall and, and Jukebox the Ghost would have switched. I gotta say, I hate to interrupt you, but I probably would drop Explosions from the Sky, mm-hmm. push 21 Pilots down, push the doors down, and put Jukebox the Ghost. I don't know how I, they did not make my list. Uh, uh, they would probably be at eight. Behind Aesop Rock in front of the doors. Okay. Um, for, for obvious reasons, Dave Matthews Band. Yep. Um, the only reason Dave Matthews Band is not number one is because, I, I don't know, it's just I, I think if maybe Dave Matthews Band had put out a new album this year, they'd be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, of Monsters and Men is at number three. I'm surprised that's so low. I thought that would be one or two. It would have been... Yeah, again... You played them a lot. I did. But but I guess one, two, and three are very... Interchangeable. Yeah, it's just a matter of the day. Right. One, two, and three for me, it, it's like photo finishes for all of them. Okay. And three, I have uh, three Monsters and Men, two Magic Giant, and one Run River North. Um, I did not come into the year liking them the way I came out of the year liking them. Yeah. To the point where I was like, it's one of the reasons Jukebox the Ghost got bumped down so far. And, and their start is kind of falling. is because I was like, I remember North is so good. And then seeing them in concert, too. Yep. Like, oh my goodness, it was such a great concert. Yeah, it's just such um Like, what I love about Run River North and Jukebox the Ghost is they are very open communicators at shows. They make you feel comfortable. You feel like you're at a show in your living room. Right. Or with a bunch of your friends. like, And Run River North, I think, because they're not as big, or can be more intimate with their crowd. And they're also, like, the, the lead singer will just tell you about... Because people, longtime fans know about, like, how the band has sort of downsides and some of the struggles they've had. And so they're very open about that, and it just makes you love them that yeah. much more. And I'll say this: like, it's one of the groups that I listen to that I I'm mad they're not more famous. Like, 100%. I wish they were bigger. I wish more people knew about Run River North because they are legit amazing. Yeah, which is one of the names of their songs. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Next category: top ten albums of the year. How about you go first? Rich? Okay. Um. I don't have any honorable mentions here. Um. But number 10 is uh, Dave Matthews Band, and this is a bit of a cheat, because we didn't really do live albums, um, but uh, Live at Folsom Field is an album that I listen to so much. Mm-hmm. I re- That's my favorite, well, Storytellers is my favorite album, whatever you want to, you know, anything that Dave Matthews has produced mm-hmm. or put out. But, like, my favorite Dave Matthews Band as a group like album is that it's my favorite uh, live studio. studio doesn't matter i like rolling rock rolling rocks okay yeah it has their best song big eye fish live that is the best version of that song okay uh but like i said a bit cheating with this one so uh Gru- the grugrex king big whiskey and the grugrex king I fell in love with that album in a way. Like, I loved it at the time it came out, but, like, this year, I really fell in love with that album. I don't get the hype. That album is so good. It's not top five. It, 
well, then you're really going to hate what I'm about to say. But uh, I could see that reaching my... <laughs> it could become my favorite Dave Matthews Band album. I really like that album. It is not even close to before these crowded streets. I really like Let that alone Busted Stuff. Let alone Under the Table and Dreaming. It's better than Under the Table and Dreaming. It is dream. not better than Under the Table and Dreaming. You're bigger, smoking crap. There's nothing the on dream. that album that is better than Satellite. That's better than... It's, uh, it's not even better than Rhyme and Reason. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> it's better than Under the Table and Dreaming. So, anyway. Uh, nine. Uh, Sting, Ten Summoner's Tale. Eight. <sighs> Jukebox of Ghosts, Off to the Races. Seven, Run River North, um, Monsters Calling Home, one plus two equals three. Six, of Monsters and Men, Fever Dream. Number five, my top five, Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, towards the end of the year, I was like, just... Dude, you put, yeah, every day. Yeah, and and I just love it, because probably because I love the movie so much. Number four, Block Party, A Weekend in the City, which I discovered is my favorite Block Party album. Because it's the best one. Yeah. It used to be Silent Alarm, but no, Weekend in the City is legit. Well, see, here's Amazing. Weekend in the City is their best album. Silent Alarm is my favorite album. Mm. I I feel like... like Yeah, okay. I'll say this. I feel like Silent Alarm, I can listen to... Anytime, every time, front and back. Not anytime, anytime. What I mean is, like, I can sit down and have it playing on in the background, right? And and whatever, or I listen to it. I I've got it on my running list and stuff like that. But like, a weekend in the city, I feel like is a. I I'm taking the time out to listen to it. You know, like it's there are songs on there that you just play, but like that's an album that I'm gonna listen to front to back. But I'm going to enjoy it you know it's kind of like uh the difference between having a beer and having a glass of wine if that makes any sense not to me because i chug them both (laughs) (laughs) no i know exactly what you're saying so like looking at the listing for a weekend in the city the thing i like about the weekend in the city is that it's a real journey right like it's a concept album it's a journey like you feel like they're trying to say they're not just a collection of songs. They're trying to tell you something. Yes. And of all the Block Party albums, this one evokes the most. Oh, intimacy evokes the most emotion in me, just because it's the most personal album I think they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the nature of the songs, songs like Biko on there, Signs. Um, but this one is just. It's like I say, it's like a concept album, and. Song for Clay and Hunting for Witches are both good songs. I could I could leave take or leave them. They're great songs. Take or leave Hunting them. Hunting for Witches is so good. But waiting for the once 17? you get to song three. Yes. Once you get to song three, and this is why, and this is the reason why Hunting for Witch, Song for Clay, and Hunting for Witches are as are sneaky good is because it's like being on a roller coaster where you're just sitting in the seats and you don't realize that it's already taking you to the top. Right, you and know, you're about like, to go down. those two songs are kind of like the orchestra tuning, mm-hmm. you know, right before. Have you a, written a the Tower of Terror? Have you? Yeah. So you know how you like when you're in it and yeah. it's doing all the stuff, but you don't realize that you've actually gone into the thing. Yeah. That's what those songs are. Because you get to song three, waiting for the seven eighteen, which is a fantastic song, might be my favorite song, and then they just start hitting you. Yeah. Right. Uniform on where is home? Kreuzberg, which is fantastic. 
I still remember Flux, which might be the best song on there. And then they finish it with which, uh, which I think is might be their two best songs, at least among the two best songs, Sunday, and S R X T, which I think is one of the best songs. Yeah. It's a majestic orchestral explosion of music and emotion. It's fantastic. Yeah. So um, that's my four. Number three, the Traveler from. Say it with me, Baba Ma. <laughs> Two is uh, Run River North, their self-titled album. Uh, and, and here, I'll just say this. I didn't say honorable mention, but honorable mention would be uh, drinking. Drinking uh, from a salt pond? Right. The only reason it's not on here is because I didn't want to have three, three, Run, three River, Run River North albums. Yeah. Okay, and number one is Magic Giant in the Wind. Nice. Um, those are all fantastic, man. Uh, my honorable mentions, um, Black Holes and Revelation from Muse. It's one of my favorite album, rock albums of all time, uh, and it is one I listen to religiously. Um, but of the albums I discovered, Young Sick Camilla from St. Paul and the Broken Bones, fantastic album. It was on my list. It just got knocked off. Um, number 10, Bestiary from Hell and Mary Mallon. I listen to it all the time. It's one of my favorite rap albums. That's two of my favorite rappers, Rob Sonic and Aesop Rock. Uh, and one of my favorite rap songs of all time, Wells, a.k.a. Money, 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 Motherfucker. Um, number nine, Off to the Races from Jukebox the Ghost. Uh, number eight, She, Her, BT from Bethany Thomas. Number seven, Sovereign Knows of Your Arrogant Face from Scallops Hotel. Number six, Let England Shake from PGA Harvey. You should really listen to it. If you're a history buff, go and listen to it. Uh, number five, my top five. I can't keep up with Mike Eagle off. Um, Brick Body, still Daydream. Uh, it was my album of the year last year. Yeah, my, wait, um, was that? The, that's not his. No, that's one. not his new one. This is oh. from nineteen um, twenty nineteen. Was my the favorite. new one didn't make it. Uh, no, it's on there. Uh, number four. I'm getting to it. Number okay. four, Material Flats from Tony Newsom and Bethany Clark. Number three, Open Mike Eagle's new album, Anime Trauma Divorce. Um, you know all about I'm a Joe Star, right? I'm wearing the Spider-Man sweatpants uh, t-shirt right now. Uh, it easily might be my favorite 2020 album. Uh, number two, Defender from Rob Sonic uh, of Hail Mary Mallon fame. And number one, Monsters Calling Home Volume 1 plus 2 equals Volume 3, parentheses, sad face. Uh, fantastic album. Uh, I love their versions, their acoustic version of Rear View. Uh, I Am Amazing. Okay, cool monsters casino. like casino it's fantastic fantastic album i hope they release it on vinyl i keep bugging them on a every other month basis i'm hoping that my pressure will i kind of feel like push i should that. switch runner north mch with uh self-title it don't matter it doesn't matter they're, um, they're both amazing right all right that leads us to our songs of the year uh i'll go first my honorable mentions, I have, I could have, Reg and I both discussed this, I could have done 20 songs, I could have done 40 songs. But, keeping it to 10, I will give you 5 honorable mentions. Um, I have Goonies Are Okay from the cover by um, Newfound Glory. I have 99 Red Balloons, the cover by Goldfinger. I have This Is America uh, by Childish Gambino, just because... It was definitely a song that I played a lot during the summer, during the riots and the 
Motherfuckers in the credits. Um, I have This Is America by Charles Gambino. It's one I played a lot during the summer of protests and unrest. Juneteenth, 2020. Um, Tiny Newson and Bethany Clark. It's my favorite song off of their uh, album, Material Flats. And my last honorable mention was Carolina Carabella from Tocuno, who is a uh, Brazilian guitarist who I've mentioned before. Um, but let's get into my top 10. Number 10, it all starts here from Magic Man. I've always loved that song, and I don't know why it came back into my life this year, but it's just a song that gives me hope of a better beginning, a new start, so maybe that's something I needed this year. Number nine, Wake Up from Run River North. Number eight, Sweatpants uh, Sweatpants Spider-Man by Open Mike Eagle. Number seven, Come Down from Anderson Pock. That nigga's got me hot! Um, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Number six, Mm -hmm. Dance Off by uh, Macklemore featuring Idris Elba. (laughs) Just outside of my top five. Um, Number five, Start a Riot by Duckworth from the Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack, which probably should have been my top ten. I albums. That album is fantastic. Um, Number four, Joe Star from Open Mike Eagle. Number three, I'm Amazing by Run River North. Number two, Okay Cool by Run River North. And number one, JJ Sad, Rob Sonic, off of his album Defender. It's his last song. It's a fantastic rap song with amazing illusion, illustration, and wordplay. So that's my jam. Okay, I'm going to run through my honorable mentions. Uh, Start a Riot, Dance Off, Hard Times, and uh, Love Liberty Disco. Hell yeah. Give me love, give me was like the 100th uh, song on my uh, on Spotify your list. Nice. Um, but uh, number 10, What's Up Danger? What's Up Danger? Yeah. Uh, number 9, again, cheating. Dave Matthews Band, Mercy and Idea of You. Because when I listen to one, I always oh, cue the other. So I totally get that. Uh, number 8, Open Mic Eagle, uh, Black Mirror episode, Ruin My Marriage. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, number seven, Magic Giant Set on Fire. Um, oh, man. N- number six, from the Moana soundtrack, How Far I'll Go. Uh, number five, Run River North, Foxbeard. That's a great one. Uh, number four, Run River North, <laughs> Monsters Calling Home. That's also a great one. Number three, Magic Giant Hideaway. That's the one that didn't make my list. That when you said Magic yeah. Giant, I was like, oh dear. My list is incomplete. Uh, number two, Run River North Beetle, which might be my favorite Run River North song. And number one, which should be no surprise, Bubba Mall, well, yeah. There Will Be Time. Yes, of course. Is the song of the year for me. Yeah. It's the song of the year. It almost was the song of the year just by living with you. <laughs> for me. Yeah, so I guess that's our. Um, so, wrap up of 365 366 366 uh next year we're going to change things up um we're going to have a playlist for each episode i think yep uh based on the theme uh we're looking to have more guests so if you're interested, interested please reach out also a new before website before we reach out to you cuz we will yeah a new website uh i, I don't think your rss is going to change or i don't think you're going to have to Re up to the RSS. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I take that back. You are. No, you are. Yeah, because it won't be. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um. What else is there? Um. Guests. Um. Playlist. Playlist. 
Uh, We're still going to do our concert questions and some of those things, but... Right, yeah. yeah. But I'm also thinking that I am... I would like for each thing for us to have one album that we both listen to. I'm fine with that. To discuss that. Yeah. Other than that, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, When things change, we'll let you know. Uh, But until then... um, Maybe we'll come up with a catchphrase. Yeah, keep listening to that music. Right. Keep rocking. In the free world. <laughs>